Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Come with me on a journey into the mind, into the misunderstood and mysterious world of neurodiversity. Into a place of daring discovery and desperate darkness, but also, you know, fun. Come with me if you dare. Into the Neuroverse. How are we doing? I sounded like I was at the top of a mountain there, didn't I? Hello! Can you, can you hear can me down, down there? And you know, I guess in a way that's what we're doing really, aren't we, with this neurodiversity, you know. We're trying to kind of, uh, we're trying to shout out through the void. We're trying to call down from the top of this mountain. Why have I gone Scottish? We don't know. We just don't know. But I'm up here and I'm shouting down. Hey guys! Guys, I'm here! <laughs> It's guys. Oh, it's the Saint-Germain guy. I don't know if people remember the Saint-Germain guy. He was a character I did. He was pure ADHD. I did him in this show. So I did a series of three shows. Oh, we're off. We're off, aren't we? Sorry. <laughs> I haven't even really introduced what's going on. Um... Uh, but yeah, I, I Saint Germain was a character who appeared in this uh, in a show I did in Edinburgh, the Edinburgh Festival called, called Inferno. Inferno. It was the third of three shows. They were all named after old Doctor Who series. So I did Carnival of Monsters, which was named after a John Pertree one, and um, what was the second one? Enemy of the World, and then Inferno. Uh, a lot of fun. But Saint Germain was this guy who was just. <laughs> I th- the actual character was called Eddie Cartesian, but no one ever knew that except me, I think. I think he briefly says, oh, hey, my name's Eddie Cartesian, but everyone just called him San Germain. And he basically just comes out talking about how much he loves the band San Germain, who you might not know though who that is. That's a, um, and I don't know if I do, really. It's a sort of, uh, you know, those acid jazz bands, like from Paris, you know, like, wah, 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 bow, wah, wah, wah. And it's just this guy who come out dancing with us, going, oh my God, it's so San Germain. So I love Saint-Germain, I live for Saint-Germain. This whole world is Saint-Germain to me, you know. Uh, and he just danced around talking about Saint-Germain. What do we want? Saint-Germain. When do we want it? Saint-Germain. You know, this kind of stuff. It was good fun. I loved him. I could never really get it get it beyond, beyond that, though. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, I'm enjoying this already. Hello, welcome to Into the Neuroverse. This is me. It's Colin Hall. I'm your captain. I'm your captain into the neuroverse. This is a new podcast. This is episode two. Thank you for coming back. If you have come back, uh, I assume you've come back. Um, this podcast is for, for, about, around, inside? No. People with, with neurodiversity, autism, bang. ADHD, bang. The other two. It's about, which are just as valid 
but they've slipped my mind. Dyspraxia, dyslexia. There's probably more. Hasten to add, as I must always, this is not based on any research or qualified knowledge. I am just, um, I am on my journey to discover what I have. I know I'm ADHD. I've been diagnosed with that. I think I may also be autistic, as I mentioned in the first episode. And I want to talk about it, what it's like having these things. I'm hoping I'll get my autistic diagnosis or not. I'm not, you know, saying I desperately want it. It would explain a lot and I guess make me feel, oh, okay, okay, you know, it will make me feel okay possibly but also not having it will do the same but either way it's an interesting journey i hope and i hope i can give some thoughts uh every week we we journey through the mind um to find zones areas last week we talked about the the zone what i'm calling these are all things i made up fuck i mean and i make up stuff like the sanji man guy so don't trust any of it man okay breathe colin breathe but last week we did an area called the zone of bad mantras mine was might as well be dead um these are the things you heard you picked up on and your neurodiverse brain took them as being facts that got drilled into your head things you just heard maybe the person wasn't even direct them to you Maybe you said it yourself, maybe you heard it on telly, but there's a thing that got stuck in your head and you kept going over it and it's caused damage and it stops you from climbing back up as you grow up and all that stuff. Um, Mine was hearing the phrase, might as well be dead. This week, hopefully a lot more jollier. I started very heavy, as I said. This week we're going into the maze of marvels. But first, let's talk a bit about this week. Where am I at right now? I'm sure you're desperate to find out i really am um and then i'll do a proper introduction i've written a proper introduction so we'll, we'll go into that but um i thought i'd just waffle at the top because it, it, as you can tell with the adhd it's very hard for me to keep on track so just before i hit the record i was in um you know what i'm feeling better already so if this this doesn't take off at least i'm getting a lot of stuff out of my brain um but i was i was definitely in a place of feeling ooh, just broken shattered yesterday was a good day i got a lot done i think what it is i'm faced with a lot of things i could do at the minute there's nothing that concrete there's things i have to get on with but as soon as i have a few things i could do i just kind of splinter and don't do any of them i find it so hard to be to begin to just pick one and do it and then on top of that you have other things you just pull in, you know, like like when a, a planet is formed and it pulls the chunks of rock together and hopefully eventually it becomes a planet, but sometimes it just becomes a fucking <laughs> badly shaped rock that then hurtles off into space and hits a, a lovely planet and destroys it. I, I'm not sure where the metaphor's gone, guys. Help me, Sanjay, man. But, um, yeah, I pull in other things, so I've, I've already started getting in touch with people to work with them let's do a thing together um getting in touch with with people about social media stuff all this branding all the stuff i have to do live oh god i should do more live maybe i should do more like this maybe i should do it like this and then before you know it, i've got a billion things and i can't pick one and probably the one thing i need to do is the one thing i'm not doing but i am doing this i made myself it took about 
well, I mean, I won't lie, what time is it? It's quarter past one, okay? It's taken, I've, I did do a, a little gym class this morning, then it's taken, it's taken two hours and 15 minutes to get to this point. Ugh, of, of, and not two hours and 15 minutes. I think what people maybe get confused with ADHD or people who don't know about it think, you know, to be honest, ignorant sods think it's just laziness. It's not laziness. Those two hours and 50 minutes, that's not me sitting on the beach. That's not me having a cocktail or even, you know, watching YouTube and enjoying it or anything like that. That is me not getting anything done. At most, having a cup of tea, getting water. Oh God, I need to do that. And then there's that thing. And then there's that thing. And then there's that thing, you know. But most of it is just going, is that. It's just worrying about that. Or suddenly you're like, what am I doing? I'm on, sat on the bed and I was trying to work out the chords to love me tender. Why am I doing that? Why am I doing that on my phone that I can't, in sort of can't even hold it while I'm holding the guitar? So I just get more and more. Why am I doing that? Oh, breathe, breathe. I had a lovely. I went for a yoga session today, and she had, there's a lovely moment. She's really good, Emma. Her name is, and there's a bit where she said, you know, you can, you can go between. Um, I can't remember what she called them, but in we call them orange within my family we've been you know with with the school and stuff we get some help with this um so i'm jumping ahead a lot here but there's there's colors you can use okay in, in a way of finding where your mood is at so often we don't even know where our mood is where we're at so it's like red is when you're in panic orange is when you're kind of a bit excited green is where you want to be you're in flow you're okay it's all fine blue is when you're when you're when you're sad basically you've often you've gone through red and then you've ended up at blue if that makes sense but she said um you know you either bring yourself up or bring yourself down so you get to that perfect place that green place that's where i'm trying to be right now with you guys so breathing meditating really helps but also just accepting what was it she said that you've got the excitement of where you're going to be you've got the potential of what you can do but also you've got the acceptance of where you are right now. So I've hit record. I think we should use all this. Arguably someone else would go away and, and edit this, but I'm trying to make this very honest and I'm trying to help replicate what it's like to have neurodiversity, to be neurodiverse. Um, replicate it. I am it, but as in try and get it across to you if you don't know and if you do know to hopefully throw a bit of understanding out there um also i've been i've been stressed out a lot recently i think because there's been a lack of live stuff i don't think i've really got across to the people i work with how important live is for me how i have to be out doing shows and often i i knack myself out you know when i did the death of anaman tour i got destroyed by the end of it but it was amazing and there's obviously some kind of dopamine hit that needs to be hit all the time you know I really think you know I do my acting I do my writing all these things but really I'm here when I'm really alive is when I'm when I'm on stage and and I'm making people laugh or I'm you know making moving people or I'm giving people I'm just expressing on a stage you know and I think I've denied that a lot to myself for whatever reason over the years but that is definitely where i come most alive anyway god that's 10 minutes of content for you right let's start the show 
properly. Now, as I said last week, I do have a, what we'll call the Bible, which is stuff I've written this week. So it's not it's not just me waffling, um, but obviously we'll go off in many, many tangents. So here we go. So hello. Hello. The actual beginning. Thank you so much for coming back into the Neuroverse with me, your Captain Colin Holt. I say, Captain, I'm not sure any nautical body worth its salt would give me any sort of formal ranking. <laughs> it's putting myself down, isn't it? They might do. They might do, but I'd have to train. I'd have to train. This is the thing you forget, you see. This is another bad mantra I've learned, is that basically is the idea of talent, you know, of sort of like, oh, I'm good. Oh, yeah, I'm really good at this. No, well, you're all right. Oh, yeah, I'll just give up. I just won't bother then. Never do it again. But the actual fact is, you know, you just have to try. You just have to work out the steps and practice if you want to be a naval captain. And I do. And I, I, I think I will. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but I think I will. So this show is an exploration of neurodiversity, at least from my weird angle, as I will continually repeat. And I've already said, but I'm not qualified. I'm discovering this slash making it up as I go along. Much of this will be an achingly indulgent exploration of my own brain, my thoughts, my um, winky wankies, as we used to call them back in the day. What? So I am not qualified. I am qualified, colinfied. Each week on this podcast. Hello. Hello. Each week on this podcast, I'll be looking into an aspect of neurodiversity, something that makes life trickier or more of a struggle. I've gone very in Blighton to all those terrible neurotypical squares and perhaps some thoughts on how to deal with it. So I have ADHD, as I say, which means I'm forgetful, stressed about being forgetful. I'm late. I'm anxious. I cannot concentrate or focus, especially when someone else is talking. That's why it's just me talking and you listen. All right. So this is why, at least to begin with, I will be doing this mostly by myself. I am I am planning on bringing some guests in soon. Hopefully by the time we actually launch this, I've been, uh, I'm, you know, my, one of my things is I'll go, oh, I'm going to do this thing about neurodiversity. Right, launch it now. Go, go, go. And you, nothing is in place. Nothing is ready. <laughs> so I'm trying to fight that urge and get a few, you know, in the can, as they say. So hopefully we'll have an interview by then anyway. Um, but for now, it is just little on me. Partly, um, I am trying to learn to interview people. I'm so down the neurodiverse rabbit hole, I struggle to make any sort of conversation. I don't know if you have this, but I, it's not just parties and all that. You know, it's just any conversation is almost unbearable for me. It really is. Especially chit-chat. I think I used to enjoy sort of deep conversation. You know, You know, when you get deep and you have a long sort of talk with a good mate or like you really get into something you know but even that now is is gone pretty much it's gone guys it's gone so hopefully I'll, I'll find that back um but what the adhd does give me is hyper focus which means when i'm on stage or doing something like like this like waffling onto you i'm, I'm just brimming i'm brimming i'm riddled <laughs> with energy and focus there's a bit just a, a lovely bit i did when i was on derek if you've seen Derek, I, I say go watch Derek. Not everyone is a fan of it, and that's absolutely fine. But it, it brought me to tears. It really did. And doing it was was a formative experience for me. But I did have one line that I sort of improvised when um, it's when Cole Pilkington was there. What was it? And he, he got electrocuted. <laughs> and I said, he's riddled with electricity. <laughs> Because I played a guy called Jeff, who's a very like one of my sort of Nottingham characters. You'd know if you've um, 
if you've seen my work, there's always one one bloke pops up, don't there? Um, anyway, but yeah, I am brimming. I can go all bloody night, mate. I'm like Ken Dodd. <laughs> I never got to see Ken Dodd. I wish I got to see David uh, Ken Dodd or David Bowie or David Ken Bowie Dodd, um, which was this sort of amalgamation of the two. What a night that was. What a night. The tickle stick or whatever and, and Ziggy Stard. Oh, what a night. No, but, you know, um, but I wish I had seen them. Partly because I have the thought, you know, I should go and see Ken Dodd unless I do something about it right then and there. I forget until the next time. Do you know what I mean? That's what happens. So I go, oh, Ken Dodd, I must go and see Ken Dodd before Ken before Ken Dodd dies. Uh, and now he, he has, of course, died and I didn't do it. But unless I literally tattoo it on my body, I'd forget. But it might look weird if I just had go see ten, Ken Dodd carved into my arms do you know what i mean all over i mean in this i'm imagining i'm doing the carving myself for some reason it'd be very terrifying look at that man with carvings all over his arms stay away margaret stay away it says go see ken dodd what a joker oh god he's passed out from blood loss fuck margaret she's always there i'm losing my track where are we 16 minutes in anyone still here oh yeah so I find I can really hyper-focus when I'm in character. That's weird, isn't it? When I'm being someone else. And that's awesome. I've been playing a lot of characters for a while. Sorry, I've been playing a lot of characters over the years. But a character I've been playing for a while is Anna Man. I just mentioned I did my show Death of Anna Man. She's an old classical actress type, right? It's been a lot of fun. I got a lot of love for, for that show. But I've had a lot of a few knocks since last I spoke. One of the big fuckers for people with ADHD is that we have RSD. Rejection Sensitivity Disorder, which basically means when you get rejected on any level, and that can be, you know, as an actor, I'm constantly rejected. Ugh. <laughs> you know, I get these these emails from the agent that are sort of like, oh, it's not the news we hoped for. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, but yeah, that's that's obviously no no fun. But also you get rejection but it can be tiny, basic, little things, little things, just a look or, you know, you, weirdly like the world can reject you. You drop a spoon um, and it gets dirty and, and then you haven't got a spoon, you know, and weirdly that feels like rejection. I know that sounds bonkers, um, but your whole world just crumbles and you want to, you know, just throw yourself off a bridge or whatever, you know. And I, I, I had a, so yes, I had an Anaman radio pitch. I'm reading this now, but I actually had forgotten about this. So I'm actually making this worse for myself. But I had this radio pitch that was rejected. I did a tryout for 8 out of 10 cats as Anna, which fucking smashed it in the room. So funny. If I say so myself, clearly rejected. Fuck. Then someone messaged me to tell me that there's a, a TV show at the minute where someone is doing a character very close to Animan. Fuck, happens to me a lot. I watched a bit. I don't think it is really. But, you know, people are always messaging me like that. Oh, have you seen so-and-so? They're doing that funny tick your character does and so on. And it sort of just bums me out. <laughs> I don't really know how to deal with it. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't go, oh, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to sue them? Do you know what I mean? It's not... The, Anna Man isn't that fucking original. But it just... Oh, I'm freaking myself out just thinking about it. I find it very hard to just be grateful, you know, have gratitude. I've done a lot. I've achieved a lot. Especially coming from my neurodiverse world and from my, my background, which 
there was a lot of there's a lot of trouble there and a lot of trauma there and all that stuff. But I just feel like I've never even started. You know what I mean? And no one's interested. So you just get hit by this rejection sensitivity disorder. And as it's happening, you're like, shut the fuck up. It's so annoying. It's annoying to me and it's unhelpful because, you know, life is up and down, back and forth, good and bad. You try, you get there, you want to sing, you want to sing and play guitar, fucking learn the guitar. I've been telling that myself since I was a child. (laughs) And I'm on the bed trying to do Love Me Tender off a phone. Oh, what's what's an E7? (laughs) What's an E7? It doesn't sound like it. God, I love Elvis. Anyway, come on. Come on, Colin. Shake it off, old bean. Come on, shake it off, old bean. That was my my brother James. Come on, old bean. Come on. Um, He's sadly no longer with us. Um, James always used to say... uh, Oh, I love Jay-Z. He always just go, oh, we're all right, I think, aren't we? <laughs> Which always works. You know, you, you work yourself up into this rich lather of despair and stress about essentially nothing. And James just go, I think, everything, I think everything's all right, isn't it? And yeah, it probably was. Probably was. I miss my old bro. He was good at just... Um, he, he uh, I think it's all right to say now, he's no longer with us, but he he actually diagnosed him, himself as autistic because he was he worked with autistic people and he... I don't think he ever got an official one, but he he knew he was, you know, he'd, he'd worked in that world a lot. Um, but he had just had a... He just managed to learn skills. Maybe we should go back into what James's skills were, but he managed to learn one day. But he managed to learn ways to just reset, you know. We're all right, I think. Oh, it's great. And that's not dismissive or reductive. That's not to say, shut up, you're all right. It's not the same as going, oh, come on, get on with it. That's horrible. No one wants that. But you just go, I think we're all right, aren't we? It's just to sort of, oh, oh yeah, actually, I think we are. I can wash that spoon, can't I? <laughs> and then it, it's not, the world isn't rejecting me because I dropped a spoon. <laughs> are you still with me? I hope so. You probably go, this is much madder than last week. Not, you know, this is, this is much more rambly. Come on, back to the Bible, Cole. Hit that red button reset that's what we learned last week hit the red button so all this adhd and rsd is getting a bit omg um and on top of that as i explained last week like i say i've definitely i've got the autism i've got the autism mate give us a break won't you i won't go too much into that now but quick update um because part of this show is going to be the finding out if i do or not um there is another show that does that go listen to that the loudest girl in the world it's very good they do that in a much more like journalistic bomb 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 cliffhanger type way it's great but this one's gonna be much more very slow very muddled and you're gonna be coming with me on the journey but quick update yep i did chat with my doctor who i was chatting to him about um acid reflux (laughs) but i like my doctor a lot He's, he's been to see Anna Man, which is weird, a few times. But um, we normally chat about that. Then somehow quite quite quickly, he just sort of knows when I'm not quite 100% and somehow we got onto a autism. So he sent me a screening test, which I've started to read through, but I haven't done it properly yet because I'm quite nervous. Also, I'm not sure there's not like a link where you can send it in. I think you just read it and then decide. Basically, waiting times for 
the NHS are currently at, at five years. <laughs> that means you've got five years of this shit to listen to. Unless once I've set up that Patreon, you stop putting some money in that Patreon and maybe we can pay for a diagnosis. Or maybe that seems wrong. Maybe I should pay for your diagnosis. Anyway, um, there will be a Patreon uh, soon. So, yes. So I got that screening test and we'll we'll talk about that another time. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe I'll do it online. You can listen to me go through the questions because why not? It's just common knowledge. Um, although I, I've heard it's from 2001. I've heard even that's very considered very dated now, especially for girls um, who tend to mask. So a lot of those things are hidden. It's very male leaning, if that is a phrase. Anyway, let's just say that this show is for you. God, we're 23 minutes in. We're back to the introduction. This is for you if you're neurodiverse or think you might be neurodiverse or know someone who, who does or is, but also if you're just finding your brains in a muddle. There's so many mental health things that come as a result of neurodiversity, so many problems that aren't being looked at and so many illnesses that people have anyway. So I hope, I hope that this, my dream, I mean, listen to Elvis. If I can dream of a better land where all my brothers walk hand in hand, tell me why, oh why. Um, I forgot what I was saying because I did Elvis. I, yeah, my dream is that I'm a little voice in the dark for you. And maybe you're a little voice back in the dark for me. That would be very appreciated. So, yes. Okay, now talk about your week. Oh, fuck. I just did that, didn't I? Okay. Okay. Explain this morning, podcast, social media. Yeah, so many things. Okay, we've done that. Now, so I think we're almost at an ad break, aren't we? catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. back hello again i hope you enjoyed that ad break god i don't know what i was up to uh well nothing actually i was just i was literally just reading ahead a bit about what i'm going to tell you so 
It's time to go into the neuroverse, into the maze of marvels. So I want to talk a bit about thoughts, how they flow, where they go, don't you know? Last week I, I, I talked about the bad mantras, we've explained that already. So let's talk a bit about the flow of thoughts as we enter the maze of marvels. I'll get to that bit later. The thoughts that come and go, you know, sometimes they stick, sometimes they stay, sometimes it becomes like a circular wheel over and over. And if you're not careful, you fall under that wheel like a sort of hideous, crusty old peasant in medieval times. Ah! Sorry, I don't mean to say the peasant's hideous, but the whole situation is hideous, isn't it? I mean, let's be honest. It's very hard once that thought gets in. I try to give it a bit of physiology, right? Try and make it physical if you can. That's one one tip. Try and think of that thought as a body part. For instance, um, say you're, it's your wrist and you're just twirling your wrist round and round in a circle forever. Just start doing it now. Just twirl your wrist round and round and round. Not forever because, well, I wouldn't... I mean, we'd all be dead, let's be honest, eventually. But you're twirling it round, okay? After a bit, that's mad. I mean, it's quite comfortable at first, maybe. And it has to be done sometimes. God, this metaphor's good. It's quite comfortable, yes, it has to be done sometimes. You have to give yourself a little stretch. But if you're doing that for a day or an hour or even more than five minutes, that's not great, is it? That That's that's not good. That would be mad, wouldn't it? Or say you just kept bending one knee over and over again, just sort of like sort of kicking your own ass. <laughs> what are you doing, Brian? Oh, I, I'm just kicking my own ass over and over again. Why, why are you doing that, Brian? Brian, why are you doing that? Well, I, I've just decided I'm just going to keep doing it over and over again. I'm just going to keep going. It's not clever, is it? It's not healthy. It's not wise. I'll tell you that. So why do it with a thought? You wouldn't do it with your kicking your own ass or you wouldn't do it with your wrist. Why do it with thought? But we do. And with the ADHD, my God, those thoughts, they come thick and fast. They pile up. Like those acrobats, you know, the, the people who hold loads of plates at the same times, at the same time. This wonderful show, Commedia dell'arte, servant of two masters. You know this? I saw this when I was a kid. Wonderful, the Harlequin. This wasn't the James Corden one. I saw that as well. That was also great. I didn't see it with James Corden. Um, but I saw, uh, I can't remember the name of the actress, actor. He's great. Let's call him an actress. Anyway, so... You know, those guys, they're trying to hold like templates. They're doing a sort of waiter scene and they've suddenly got templates all at the same time. Uh, you know, and it starts simple. You sometimes go, oh, I've got a, a lovely plate here. You know, I'm going to take it to, to the king, to King Charles III, maybe. But then you go, oh, uh, but then I've got this other plate. Okay, that's, that's, that's a, or a thought. You know, there's a plate on another hand. And then, so maybe I'll put that plate on top of that one. Okay, that's great. Yeah, we can put those things together. That's all right. Those plates, but sometimes they don't quite fit. Or maybe one of the plates is a bit sticky, still got gravy on it or something. So you, you carry it in the other hand. So now you've got two plates and they're not even spinning yet. Do you know what I mean? They're just, just a bloke with a couple of plates, mate. I'll get this plate. I'm getting these plates to the king. Who's the king? I don't know. Anyway... But hang on, what about this plate? There's a third plate. That doesn't fit. You've got to carry it on your head before you know it. You're balancing plates on your hands, your feet, on your head, and then they all start fucking spinning. So this this, this can be as simple as I need to write that script. Ah, but then I also need to check with that other writer I was going to discuss that thing with, and I still haven't uploaded this podcast or recorded it. And also I need to water the grass or the grass will die. And I've got to check with my kid's school about that thing. And then before you know it, all the plates are coming in. You know, I'm shit at this. Oh, I'm a dreadful parent. I'll never get anywhere. Only all those posh boys from Cambridge 
it's who you know. I'm so fat. God, I'm fat. I'll eat a donut. Shit, why do I eat that donut? Oh, God, the kids' board games are still all over the floor. We need to put them on the shelves. We don't have shelves. We can't afford shelves. How do we put up shelves? I'll ask my lovely neighbour. I know, I'll ask him to help me put up the shelves. He doesn't mind. He's lovely. He's really nice, actually. He has helped with a lot of things. Although he didn't really say hi last time I saw him. Oh, God, he hates me. My lovely neighbour hates me. We'll never have shelves. We're never going to have shelves. Oh, fuck, I need to write that script. I haven't written any of that script. Time to pick up the kids. Park. Okay, you get the idea. So I realise I'm, I'm talking more about having too many things, whereas originally I was talking about fixating on the thought. I guess the thoughts there would... would I'm fixating there on the neighbour, aren't I? You know, little things like that. Other people's opinions, especially when you're neurodiverse, they soon get really stuck in the mind and they won't shift. Makes me think of that bit in Star Wars, you know, when Luke's trying to pull the bit out of R2-D2's memory chip and it's really stuck... And that's what these thoughts get stuck in there. Maybe when we finally pull them out, inside is a little hologram princess asking for help. You know what I'm saying, guys? Do you know what I mean by that? You know, we've got all these thoughts that are stuck in our head, guys. You just got to give it a little wingle and a little wangle. Pull out that crap. And inside is a tiny little princess. And she's asking for help. Are you going to help her? Thank you. Thank you, Sanjiman guy. But we fixate, we ruminate, we go through all the thoughts till the plates are stacked up and we take one of the plates and we fixate on it and it's always the least helpful and important plate. Does my neighbour hate me because I have um, asked him to help me too many times? Rather the, than the important one, which was start writing that script. Start writing that script, guy. Guy. <laughs> guy Masterson. If you finish that script you can you can then uh sell it and you can get money and then the money you can pay someone to do the fucking shelves mate but anything but that any but anything but the thing i wanted and need to do instead i'm just spending the whole day worrying my neighbor who's lovely and helps me loads despises me so yes, try not to get too stuck on that one thought. Release that tiny little princess. If you're going round and round and round, you know, you can pin it, you can collect it somewhere, perhaps a Google Doc, stick it on a calendar, ruminate on it later. You know, the stuff with the neighbour really comes down to me just feeling demasculated and pathetic for not being able to sort out my own shelves, you know. I've othered myself. I've made myself like an alien, an outsider, a loser. Again, the answer was probably in the writing. Writing's the best place to pull all this stuff out and examine. The unexamined life is one not worth living, said Socrates once in a pub, and everyone thought he was very clever. My thoughts when I'm awoke and alive with comedy, when I'm performing, when I'm improvising or writing, my brain, it all just bang, 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 lights up. Zoom. Neurons start flying everywhere. And then the channels, the thoughts, they, they, they become like spaghetti, like a maze, like those the mazes that my kids get on the back of cereal packets, you know, or those endless fucking bear cards you get with yo-yos. Have you seen these? Yo-yos like a little fruit snack, lovely organic fruit snack, very organic, very good for the planet. Not great for the planet as a billion fucking free cards thrown in the bin that they give you with it, though. Does the planet like that, does she? Does she? The Earth Goddess put a pin in that one. The time I told a priest that I worshipped an earth goddess. That was fun. I can't wait to get back to that story. So, imagine we're entering the maze of marvels, right? It's like a maze on the cereal packet. It goes all over the place. 
There's dead ends, mistakes, some dangers. Go down that path. There's a tiger. Fuck. End of the adventure. You go down the right path and we get to the treasure. Maybe. With a comedy gig. For me, the treasure. That is everyone laughing. Or just enjoying it. You know, they don't always laugh. They do. They always laugh. (laughs) But, you know, it's taken me a long time to realise they don't have to be roaring. They can still be enjoying it. But anyway, the point is they are clearly enjoying it. They're clearly getting something. You took us, mate. You took us down these mad, surprising routes. You took us all over. You gave us all these surprises and you made us laugh and we hit the treasure. You got us there. We maybe weren't sure at first, but you got us there. Yes, we approve. We like you. You like us. We are all comedian and audience basking in gold. We're rolling around in coins, a dragon's hoard, and it's all ours, the audience and the performers. You did it, kid. Thank you. Both of us, for a moment, feel like life has meaning, and that's where you end up at a gig in the best circumstances, I think. It doesn't always happen. People don't go in knowing that's where they'll end up. Sometimes, you know, people go to see comedy with horrible expectations. They walk in with that sort of like, come on then, make us laugh, dickhead. There's <laughs> a thing people say to comedians a lot, right? Well, I'll come and see your show tonight. You go, oh, great. You go, better be funny. Why did you say that? <laughs> better be funny. <laughs> what What do you mean better be funny? What? I mean, okay. <laughs> Anyway, I remember having a lovely long drive to Lancaster with the the great comedian Dan Antipolsky to do a show together. I was su- sort of supporting him. We were doing these, we did it, I was sort of supporting him, I guess I was supporting him, but it wasn't like I was supporting his show, you know, he was just headlining and I was on before him. We had a wonderful time, but we, we had this, um, it's one of my happiest memories. I don't, he's one of the many people I've just sort of don't get in touch with anymore and I really should. Maybe I'll get him on here one day. But anyway, um, we, we we were imagining on this very long car journey the worst kind of audience member that was going to be there that night, right? And we were imagining this sort of coked up, sort of shirted Essex type geezer. <laughs> and he just goes, you come out. And he just sort of like goes, make me laugh, cunt. <laughs> Go on in, cunt, make me laugh. You better be fucking funny, cunt. Like that. Um, but it was a bit like when kids tell ghost stories. You know, we were doing this impression for this guy like, all right, cunt. <laughs> and we we actually ended up scaring each other by the time we got to the gigs we were genuinely terrified about this monster that we created would be there and we were sort of shivering and, and hugging each other i don't want to go out there what if he's there and he didn't exist we just invented him um and actually the gig was very average but there's also those people who go in with such an assumption of what a comedy gig should be, how it should work, what you should do, the feelings you need to give them in order to sort of give them the, what they're expecting and the value for money and how and where and when. And that's just fucking death, isn't it? When you think you know how a thing should go, and if it's not like that, nah, I'm not having it, mate. Sorry, it wasn't like how I thought it was going to be. So anyway, anyway, what am I talking about? Sometimes that doesn't matter. You know, you hit the Elvis level, you blow their minds. They think they were getting one thing. Maybe you did that too. Hopefully you did both. But somehow, either way, you led them down this track. You didn't expect you end up in the maze of marvels. It's golden. It's magical because you weren't sure you'd find it either. Neither were they. And it was all a big adventure. And that's the maze of marvels. I guess it's when you find yourself going somewhere you didn't expect, but you just for a moment trusted 
which way you got, I could go that way, I could do that, I could do that, I could do that. But you you found that place of hyper-focus. And for me, that is that is being on, on stage. <laughs> and suddenly you know where you're going. But in normal life, fuck, mate, fuck. But you can go down all sorts of bizarre avenues, but I, I, I can't do it twice. You know, it's like that guy, the... Um, um, Saint-Germain, that character, you know. So I used to come out and go, this music, bow, wow, wow, wow. And I was wearing this really tight polo neck and these really tight jeans and this little cap. And I just started doing this dance. You're listening to Saint-Germain, you know. And I remember doing it once and it was great. And doing it again, it didn't quite work. And Tom Tuck was there for both of them. Tom Tuck, who's a, a comedian actor and a, a, a good all-round egg Anyway, he saw it and he said, um, you didn't do the same thing, though. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, you did a different dance. It's completely different. And I was like, oh, what? And I just couldn't understand you do the same thing twice. <laughs> when I'm an actor on, on screen and stuff, I can do that. But I think that's only through sheer terror of getting it wrong. But when I'm on stage, nope, not happening. I cannot. If I did it a certain way once, it's not going to be like that next time, mate. No way. Um, I mean, I'm always reasonably funny, which is lucky. It doesn't fluctuate too wildly, but I guess it is a kind of superpower. I mean, it's not really, though, is it? You know, it's it, people say it's a superpower, but in a way I'm like, well, it's not quite as good as reading minds. You know, it's not as good as reading, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> but yeah, we can see it as a superpower. You know, I find it very difficult to keep track of a chain of thought with the ADHD I have to go all over the shop going from one subject to another completely different one I'm just led by these thoughts all the time non-stop and it's painful fuck so painful I get back on track you know but it's like a Herculean lurch god that was a good phrase wasn't it Jesus it it actually hurts to change track or to get back onto a new track so what can happen with me is I end up in shutdown and I can't see anything, can't speak, so, so overwhelmed by the possibilities, as I said, you know, by the all the things I could do means that I don't do anything. I just crumple like a spider, right? I was in my shed, clearing out my shed. I, fa- I found a ton of spiders, so many spiders in there, right? I was trying to make a bit of space. I, I rarely make space and I'm trying to make a space where I can write and think and all this stuff and, um, and where I can just let my thoughts unravel and then take away in a bush if I have to. But I cleared out this space and I found... I probably wouldn't take a wee in a bush. Why did I say that? Ugh, come on, Colin. My son keeps doing that. He keeps fucking just... <laughs> he weed in a bush, thought it was funny, but now he's just like, I'll just wee anywhere then. It's like, you can't just wee anywhere, dude. Anyway, you can't wee anywhere. Right, if you take one thing away from, from this, take that. Uh, and party. But... So anyway, yeah, I found a cool bag on wheels. What? In the shed, a cool bag. Not just a cool bag, but like as in a cool bag, you know, for camping. Um, and I hung it up and uh, uh, in, in the cupboard, moved it from the shed to the cupboard. Very successful series of events there. And then I find this giant fucking black spider. I, I swear to God, I am lying when I say it was bi- as big as my head. Okay, I am lying there. It wasn't, but it was big. It was huge, and it really 
and he knows how terrifying he is. Do you know what I mean? He's got that kind of attitude to him. You know, I'm really scared of this fucker. My wife and kids will lose their shit if they see him, right? So I've got to get rid of him, right? I spend a lot of my day just trying to convince my family that spiders aren't the enemy and they're actually, they eat the flies. Flies spread disease. Spiders don't fled, spread disease, do they? The spiders catch the flies. It's very good of them. And then they eat them alive. Sort of the equivalent of the army, I guess, using hideous weapons of war. You know, we're, we're protecting you from the insurgents trying to overthrow democracy, but we do it with this bomb that boils people's lungs. But, you know, it's got to be done. So spiders are basically like Dick Cheney. So I get a, a jam jar and the lid off a takeaway box. That's got to stop, hasn't it? Those fucking takeaway boxes. Jesus, we're trying to save the planet. And every time you get a takeaway, you get a full big plastic box. And we try to keep them, don't we? We go, oh, we'll keep our beads in there. Or we'll keep some dried dry peas in there or we'll put seeds in there no you don't no you don't and when you realize it's been sat there so long you go fuck it i'm not even throwing the recycling bin i'm throwing it in the main bin i can't save the world i tried anyway so i was using the lid of this takeaway box to scoop the spider off the back of this bag and it was this big bravado guy full of piss and vinegar for spider if you can imagine a spider with bravado Try and do that right now. You don't, you don't want to miss with me, pal. You're saying, I'm not joking around, mate. I'll take you down. I'm serious, buddy. I'll rip your head off, mate. Shit down your neck. Um, then I just went to touch this spider with the um, top of the takeaway box to scrape him into the thing. And the second I touch one of his massive hairy spider legs, he just goes, oh, just crumples immediately. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> like he goes from being this big scary dude he's like <laughs> don't hurt me please I'm so tiny I'm so small I didn't mean it I'm dead I'm actually dead look I'm a crumpled dead spider I was dead all along what am I talking about <sighs> I've lost you I've lost you I can't reach you anymore oh yes that's what I'm talking about so that's how I go you know I start the day with big bravado Look at all these amazing thoughts I'm having. I'm traveling the universe. Then bang, something disrupts it. I'm overloaded by all the, the plates, the thoughts, the avenues I could be going down. And I just become this, like that poor spider. His legs pulled up, terrified of the world, desperately trying to convince everyone I'm, I'm not even here. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing this job. I'm not here. I'm not a spider. Um... I'm glad to say the spider, I took him in and we've now become the very best of friends. And he's our spider. He lives back in the shed and he terrifies us all, but he keeps on eating them flies alive. So I hope that gave you some help. Your time's up. Um, that's the idea of this show, Into the Neurodiverse, offering new thoughts, tips and ideas. How do we navigate all this shit? Well, today I I did do it. I did manage to do it. I did it, guys. I spent the morning in a state of absolute panic. So much I could be doing. I just couldn't make a start at all. But then I entered the maze of marvels. I made myself start this. I took that one step into the maze, into the labyrinth of life. It's terrifying, especially if you're... If you're ADHD and I imagine if, you know, the thing that I think is autism within me is making me 
even more scared to step into the um step through the gate gosh got a memory then of first going to primary school standing at the gate couldn't go in couldn't start it how do i enter that it's like jumping out of an airplane how do i go into that world and all the kids running around actually my friends joanne and alex they came over and uh they went come on colin it's all right you can go in and in we went (laughs) it's making me cry guys (laughs) oh man um so yeah life can be like that a year can be like that a new school can be like that a new job can be like that just start for me pretty much every day is like that i try to stick in these routines like the gym with my wife we're trying to work out when we do joint projects when we do solo projects when i record the podcast blah 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 but you know we can we can spend hours on timetables and plans and dropping a spoon an email seeing the wrong thing on social media just having the wrong thought and I'm derailed you know and then you're stuck outside the maze again scared to go in but today eventually I did it I walked into the maze of marvels and I made myself start doing this um this is a bit weird but when I wrote this I was having pretty much the same day and now I'm recording this. It's about a week later, in all honesty. <laughs> but both times, the exact same thing has happened where I started writing this, or in this case, I started recording this, and it really fucking helped, you know? I managed to just walk into the maze and see what happens. And so much of my life, I'm just at the gates, scared of that Minotaur. I don't know if we found any treasure, did we? Did we find any treasure? I hope so. I hope there's a little bit of gold coins in all this and you're not just like what the fuck is he talking about um but we did something today i did this you listen to it let's have a lovely time i had this <laughs> as the saying goes i used to have this book right that was my dad dad's my book the book wasn't my dad it was my dad's and it was from like 1930 or something and it was by a poet called richard selig it was a book of his poems and there was a photograph in it like sellotaped in or like maybe pre-sellotapes or whatever they used in the 30s some sort of masking tape holding this photo in um i loved it so much that book and i don't even know how good the poems were with hindsight i mean i've googled him loads and you can't find anything on him there's a couple of mentions but it's not even those poems but he did one um about the minotaur about sort of what i'm talking about let's see if i can remember it the i can remember the final the final stanza is that what you call it i was gonna say verse but you know the last bit it says withered sired by this beast he suddenly grows strong in the tower of coming manhood leaps the shore of short breath with little time to what he knows his spirit will defeat the Minotaur. Lovely. There you go. <laughs> if anyone knows about Richard Seelig or can find any information about Richard Seelig, please let me know. I'd love, I'd love to know. So you've been listening to the Neuroverse. Thank you. Come back next week. I'm hoping to do an interview. 
uh, at time of recording, I don't know. But if not, it will be more of this stuff. I'm going to try and do an interview every three is the goal. I think I've explained to you quite clearly my goals often go awry. But that is the plan. So um, if you want to know more about uh, my stuff other than Into the Neuroverse, um, um, please watch a series called Black Ops on iPlayer. I'm in that. You can see me in the flat share. You can see me in Afterlife. You can watch a short film on uh, BBC iPlayer called Birdsong that I'm in. And you can come and see me regularly at gigs. Um, I, I'm very, very, very bad at saying... I'm very bad at comedy. No, I'm very bad at saying where and when to see me. But um, for now, let's just say Google it. Or you can check my, my Twitter, at Colin Holt. My Instagram is Colin Holt Comedy. Uh, I do have a website. I am ColinHolt.com. And um, I'm going to be doing some work in progress as soon at the Roundhouse Go on the Roundhouse website and have a look. You'll find me. Um, Take care, dear souls. Good luck with everything. Enjoy. Try and enter the maze of marvels today. See what happens. Bye. Thank you for listening to Into the Neuroverse with me, Colin Holt. You can find me on Twitter at Colin Holt, on Instagram at Colin Holt Comedy. You can support the podcast if you like it and want to keep it going. Money is the best way to keep things going. Go to patreon.com slash Colin Holt and you can pay me anything up to one billion pounds a week. And I will happily take it. Any more than that is just greedy. A big thank you to at eyes on legs who did the music for this so find him on twitter and so on if you want to get him to do music for you at ed shots who did the original photograph thanks for listening thanks for all your support and please do uh, rate subscribe review and like wherever you can and i'll keep doing this as long as anyone's interested that could include myself i do lose interest very quickly also make sure you check out my website i am colinholt.com for all the latest news contact united agents if you want to book me for any gigs or acting work or dancing work i'm actually a very good dancer or anything like that or if you want to contact me direct it's colinholtcomedy at gmail.com thank you bye catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 